Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. And today is the attraction and dating episode. So I may have to break this one up into two pieces, depending on how long this one takes. We will see how it goes. Um, and I guess as a warning here, there's no PC way to do attraction because the way sex and relationships works is not built on some the year 2020 brain. Um, it functions much older than that. So not that I think we'd have any issue if you made it to this episode, just as a heads up. As far as resources go, half of this is from my own brain and my experiences is going from someone who was bad at certain aspects of this to someone who uh, got to be pretty good at other aspects of this. And the book called Models Attract Women Through Honesty by Mark Manson. If I was to give someone like some literature to read about attraction to sort of figure out what's going on with you, this would be the book. Um, So with that, let's get started. So female attraction does not work the same way that male attraction does. Uh, Pretty much all dudes know is that you look over, you see somebody that uh, you find attractive, and you instantly want to get to know her, want to have sex with her, etc. There's no like, like maybe if you walk up to her, you realize she's sort of a dumbass, and maybe not even that, depending on what phase of life you're in, like you still may sleep with her anyway. Uh, The majority of women in most situations do not work like that. And in a social context, they also tend to speak more than just a straightforward, logical manner. Like when guys talk, what the dude said is what the dude meant, unless you're in some sort of, you know, standoff to the death or whatever, which case you may blow. Now, when speaking with women, there will be things that they say, the text, and then the subtext or the vibe of the conversation is something also you have to pay attention to. Um, They may not always mean exactly what they say, which can be sort of frustrating, but you need to understand that we do not communicate the same way. So going up to a woman and speaking to her like a guy is just a recipe for disaster because that's not how they operate um, in a dating context. As stated earlier, attraction works on old sort of tribal hardware, which is why you'll see the dude who has the money and the job and stuff still has a problem attracting women or the guitar player who has no job of sleeping on his buddy's couch has no problem picking up women. Another example is that guy you see with the, uh, you know, like the bald short guy with a tall hot girl. And you're like, what's the deal with that? So um, I'm glad you asked. We're going to talk about it. They think that you can break women's, um, what turns a woman on and keeps her attracted into two separate Things. So one of which is going to be based on social status. So social status and therefore attractiveness is determined by how you behave around other people, how they behave around you and how you treat yourself. Uh, this is why before we even got into this, I talked about all the other things because you can't fake it. Do you make it uh, with women? Like some things will just have to be in place uh, before you get started. Otherwise, it's just going to be really hard because you're going to respond to sort of the tests and comments that you'll get from women that you meet a little too hard because it means a lot to you. 
So as far as attractiveness goes, if you're working on that old, well, I'm just going to drop and provide, and then eventually a woman would just fall into my lap model, you need to throw that shit in the trash. Uh, women can have their own jobs now, and frankly, the concept of money is not some evolutionary thing, which is what mating uh, still works on. And part two is the desire to be desired. So social status on its own is not enough. It make it her interested in hearing more about you. Like, oh, who is this guy that seems to know everybody? Or she may see you as a potential partner. But uh, social status with no display of desire on your end will not end with her wanting to sleep with you. Uh, it just is what it is, man. Like if you're not willing to show her physically, or verbally that you're interested, like, hey, I have a penis and I am willing to use it, you can forget about it. This is also how you end up with dead bedrooms and like long-standing relationships because there are some things that go on in the brain when you meet a new person, which you would know if you checked out the male brain, um, that sort of wane when uh, the brain believes that you should have kids by now and the focus is less on banging it out and more on taking care of children. So obviously it takes two to tango and you both have to make sort of staying physically connected and sex a priority and we'll have relationship episodes later on. But if you stop showing her that you physically desire her with touch and things of that nature, um, eventually the spark between you is going to die okay and before we move on i want to take a brief sort of detour into the myths of pickup that you'll hear or hear people talk about or people say stupid shit like what's your pickup line um lines in general do not work now dudes may have things that they say often that they'll say here you should try this but because that comes from a place a place of truth or congruency for them that will work for them unless you have the same type of attitude or charisma that that dude has trying what he uses will not work for you which is why i talked about you need to know who you are as a person and the things that you actually care about uh first now uh, people feel like if you just figure out what to do then you won't face rejection every woman will like you that is a fantasy and does not exist and will never exist um frankly a lot of the times it's not about you and you don't want all people to like you anyway. Um, someone who likes everyone really likes no one. Um, now you'll have a sort of people who keep track of their lay percentage on Excel spreadsheets. Uh, please stop it. Like when you get really deep into the hardcore sort of pickup scene, you'll have people who do shit like that. Um, I guess if it makes you feel better to be like, oh, this opener has a 35.5% percent uh, chance of working versus this one having a 40% chance. This shit's all dumb. You just need to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> first of all, if you're new, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, which is fine. Um, it's not like we're doing brain surgery here. And since nine times out of 10, it is not what you said. It is how you said it. I would just uh, not worry about it, Ben. Now, um, lose the number ranking system of women. It's really more of a light switch. We all know it's more of a light switch. You either do or do not find her attractive. And calling someone a 7 to a 7.5 when we all have different things that we look for in women is just dumb. Uh, there's no reason to rate them on a number scale. You either do want to get to know them and sleep with them or you don't want to get to know them and sleep with them. And that should be uh, the end of that. Ultimately, a uh, good game is about your ability to determine compa compatibility between you and another person. 
um, who may be sort of neutral. This way you can take the, um, the power back in your dating life and not have to worry about a friend of a friend recommending you the perfect woman. Okay, so back to it. Uh, ultimately, you need to be able to radiate true confidence and not false confidence. Uh, women do things and seem to have special powers when it comes to being able to sniff out a fake man. And part of this may best be due to um, the way that, like, I don't know, finding a good husband and father for children would work is that you can't tell how a man is going to stand up to societal pressures and be without testing him a little. Uh, conversely, a guy can always tell if you're going for youth or beauty because you can see it. Um, on the outside. So um, true confidence, we're going to define that here as this. You must be less invested in other people's opinions of you than you are in your own self-perception. I'm going to repeat that because without this, you have nothing. You must be less invested in other people's opinions of you than in your own self-perception. Uh, this is easier to do when you know who you are, as stated before. You have a group of friends, um, a, gu a guy group, a tribe, a community that you know uh, believes and loves you regardless of what you do. And um, this part sort of is what it is, and it sounds kind of bad, but you can never invest more in a relationship than the woman is willing to invest herself. Um, and invest here means either sacrifice, alter uh, your day slash feelings, etc. You cannot do it, especially not before you sleep with the woman because before sex, women tend to be less invested because you got dudes walking up to them all the time. Um, especially if you're a guy who does not approach a woman or you don't have any women who are friends, it is crazy to see the amount of times they get hit on. Um, and this is even in person. So you could imagine what that shit looks like if you're trying to date online only. Uh, you cannot invest more into a relationship than a woman is willing to invest. Okay, so um, something that's going to be vitally important is the willingness to put yourself into uh, situations that make you feel uh, vulnerable. And we don't just, I don't just mean emotional vulnerability, but I also mean social. So an example is you have your own opinions and just because someone disagrees with you, uh, you don't just change them immediately. Now, obviously, if someone could prove that you're wrong, you want to be the type of person who was willing to change your mind and to move towards something that is correct. However, just because someone disagrees with you doesn't mean you're just going to flip flop and change who you are as a person. Uh, you're willing to stand up for yourself and you're willing to take risks. Um, obviously, emotional vulnerability is important because that's how people connect to you. You actually talk about things that you give a shit about or you open up to people about things that have happened to you. Obviously, not some crazy um, you know, trauma, emotional disclosure to somebody that you just met, but there can be, there's different levels of disclosure and the willingness to give light disclosure is going to be important, uh, to show her that you are an actual person and that you're willing to let, uh, her in. And part of this, putting yourself in the vulnerable position is saying what you actually want and being open to rejection, right? None of that. Well, I'll just sort of do things and then maybe she'll come around. If you went up to a woman and your intention is to, to date her, to get to know her, don't pretend that you want something else. Like the willingness to put yourself out there is attractive um, and trying not to be rejected is silly anyway. It's going to happen. Um, so you should make it your friend and ally and not try to avoid it. 
and uh sometimes those bad boys are brutal i've had women not even say things to me just look me up and down with uh what i could only describe as disgust and then walk away uh it's funny now and in the moment it sort of hurts but after it's over you realize you're not dead you could move on and you sort of, sort of put it as a feather in the cap that uh, i don't have to be afraid um, of doing this that no, nothing like really terrible is going to happen just from talking to people but the the need to be liked you, you're going to have to get over that um, really if you're going to make any friends because the the quality of people you're going to have in your life is directly proportional to how real you're going to you're willing to be with those people now don't get me wrong there's going to be a pain period with getting used to this level of being this type of being especially if you haven't done it before um, but i promise you it is worth it and if it was only worth it for this, it would still be worth it. How do you make sure that you never deal with a crazy chick ever again or someone who is emotionally manipulative? You're going to notice because whenever you're vulnerable or open with them about something, if they respond in some way that tries to hurt you emotionally, then you just get up and move on. Like people tend to blame the other person for being crazy when that crazy person probably gave you signals that they were in fact crazy and you ignored it because you don't uh, give yourself enough opportunities and you just really wanted to hold on to this woman because she might be the one even though she uh, let you know from the jump with her behavior that she was just going to do stupid shit so the willingness to be vulnerable just to put a pin in it here also solves what mark manson calls the investment paradox or uh, you know putting pussy on a pedestal as drake would say is that generally things that show desire um, if you do them in the wrong way, can be construed as needy. Um, example, the dude who buys a drink for someone without even walking up to talk to them. The, the I'm going to buy you a drink thing shows desire, but you did it in a supplicative, gift-giving way, um, not in a, a confident way. So um, vulnerability short-circuits the paradox. A man comfortable being vulnerable will behave with confidence, and when desire is shown with confidence, it is attractive not needy and that's the that's the difference there between doing needy shit to show someone that you like and like buying buying flowers and all this over-the-top shit that you see in romantic comedies that somehow gets the girl that does not work in real life because it's too much and a dude who goes home with the woman at the end of the night remember that unlike with dudes women will sort of there's like a text and a subtext to a conversation and women will read a lot of subtext and the what you're telling them when you walk up to them and you're direct about, hey, I thought you were attractive. I wanted to get to know you um, is that you don't mind if she turns around and says that she can't do it or rejects you. Right. Like that's not going to bother you. You're just going to go on about your day and not be an ass about it. That in itself is attractive. So a man, when displaying true confidence, whenever you you buy a drink, which it's fine to do, just don't do it as a bargaining chip. And the same thing with compliments. However, as a side note, if you're going to give a compliment, I would compliment her on something she had to put effort into, uh, like clothes, um, a choice of accessory, etc., and not uh, the jeans because she was born with that. Um, you do those with, there's no conditions attached to it. You did it because it felt good to you in the moment, and you're also willing to set boundaries. So uh, the reason why you have these dudes who end up with these bitchy women, and I don't mean bitchy like they stand up for themselves and are not willing to put up with your garbage, but literally will speak to you in a degrading way or demand that you um, attend to them like children is because they're not willing to set boundaries because ultimately 
they don't display true confidence because they believe that someone else's opinion um, is more important than their opinion and they're, they just have zero backbone. None of that is attractive. And like I said earlier, they may end up with a woman, but she's going to be controlling. And the reason she stays, even if this is all subconscious, is because she knows that she can control you and she couldn't control a dude who actually gave a shit about himself. Okay, so now we are on to polarization. Um, so the three different types of women that you'll meet. Um, and what I mean by polarize is that you want people to love the shit out of you or you want them to hate the shit out of you, which is why you don't want to pretend to be someone that you're not. Let's be real. You don't like everybody. Not everybody's going to like you. Life is too short to be chasing women that are sort of meh um, in your eyes or you to them because you're trying to get laid. Um, there are plenty of other women out here that you can actually have things in comp common with that you want to spend time with that you'll also find attractive. Um, but you need to be willing to stand up for yourself to find them. Okay, so women type number one, because this is the easiest, they are unreceptive. Um, and she could be unreceptive for any number of reasons. Uh, some crazy shit happened in her day and she's just not feeling it. She perceives you as being far lower status than she is and is therefore not attracted. She has a boyfriend or husband and is happy in her relationship. Like, whatever it is, there's too much friction. You're an old dude and you're not interested in any of the shit that she's interested in. And she's like 19 or whatever. It doesn't matter. If they are clearly unresponsive, the answer is to move on. What do you say if she has a boyfriend? You move on. Uh, what if that's a lie? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Move the fuck on. It's too like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like I can't I can't stand this shit. Why are you spending so much effort with a woman who was clearly not interested? Generally, women don't move from the unreceptive place to a receptive place and even if they did you spent so much fucking time that you could have spent on someone who was more receptive in the first place if she's just outright blowing you off and not the the default answer that everybody gives to like a salesperson who's blowing you off but it's straight up giving you an answer like hey i can see that you were trying to hit on me i'm good right move the fuck on and a couple other things, a ways that you can tell if a woman is unreceptive is that you end up with her number and you text her, but she never texts you back. Or when you try to make plans, she always wants to bring a friend because she doesn't want to be alone with you, right? And this is not like you guys do some group dates, but if she's not willing to meet you in public in a one-on-one -on -one setting, she's just not into you, bro. Fucking move on. Okay, so um, for your average dude, i.e. you don't have a ton of social status like a famous person and people know you um, from the get-go, that's going to make people more receptive as far as a relationship goes. The majority of women are going to end up in a neutral category. So she needs time to figure out if she likes you in that manner or not. She also doesn't know if you like her in that manner or not and she's waiting on you to do something. Um, as a side note, uh, before we talk about traits about neutral women, this is how dudes end up in the friend zone because you are too afraid to show intent with women that you like who are also sort of okay. Women never remain in a neutral space. You either polarize them to being receptive to your advances and willing to respond, or they will just automatically polarize themselves into unreceptive. And once you get in the friend zone, dude, you ain't getting out the fucking friend zone. Unless there was some like uh, woman who was receptive to you 
and like you guys could just never get together because you're really far away and then you like meet up later and you're both single and it just fucking works out but she was already receptive if a woman was neutral and you just took your sweet fucking time displaying that you were interested in her and she polarized the friend zone fucking forget about it move on shit ain't happening there's no such thing as the one right you could you're gonna find a woman that you're compatible with um probably like 80 to 90 percent of the way and sometimes you're gonna have to work through some problems because dealing with people is just how relationships work and that's fine no such thing as the one and if she was the one you wouldn't have gotten in the friend zone in the first place anyway a neutral woman is just that neutral uh she'll make eye contact but not extended eye contact if you go to like touch her on the shoulder or something uh she won't move away but she also won't lean into it to show that she's interested she just doesn't know yet um as far as what stuff with neutral women go if you've made your intent known and the woman is still in front of you assume that she understands the reason why you're there it's never a secret why you're there she just doesn't know if she likes you like that yet um so as long as she's still in front of you you're still in the game now the goal with neutral women is to polarize them one way or another based on your behavior this may mean flirting with them this may mean teasing them this may mean asking them on a date whatever if you like them you want to make them get off of the fence now game is how you show that intent because some actions are more needy than others and neediness is not attractive remember what i said at the beginning of this is that women desire to be desired so showing that you desire her um, is going to arouse her and move her into a receptive state however if you're doing it like some dude in a rom-com who's just being needy 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 and buying gifts that's not going to make her receptive that's going to move her into to an unresponsive state okay and last but not least the third type of woman you're running to is already receptive and you didn't have to do anything um to move her into being receptive to your advances right she made strong eye contact with you from the get-go and not the look at you look away look back at you that sort of so she's interested but like she stared at you with like come fuck me sort of eyes um if she approached you obviously receptive if she touches you unprovoked if she asks for your number invites you somewhere um if she asked you a lot of questions at the start of a conversation uh, she's receptive remember women are less invested because frankly dudes hit on them all the time so if you have a woman who just from the jump is super interested in you she's invested they don't ask questions if they don't care now for dudes who are like sort of decent uh, but don't really approach women this is how you meet the majority of your women which works if you have like the greatest lifestyle of all time and are super attractive and have like your shit all the way together um however uh, the majority of women are not going to approach and even the ones that do are not going to approach often and unless you have the king of social circle then this is going to really limit your options down to just you getting lucky which is what we don't want um so what's going to be key here is learning how to recognize when a woman has become receptive so if she ignores her friends to continue a conversation with you super receptive uh generally and you know you may not take her home that night but you can get a phone number and follow up with her um it means a lot for a woman to a woman to ignore her friends to talk to you um they don't function like guys do they're running packs for a reason if you touch her she touches you back in return um if you put your arm around her she leans into you she starts to return those physical advances back to you she's receptive anyway we'll cover how to recognize this sort of stuff um in like the tactics portion probably on the second part 
uh, of this because it's really important to to understand the basics before we get into the how to stuff because it is more about how you were being less about what you say right you just need to know what you're doing okay so some general strategies and what you want to do with a neutral type of woman um, so you're going to take uh, some questions that you just ask people in general which we've talked about before in the social dynamic stuff about shit that you actually care about um, things that are important to you and a partner and you're going to find a way to ask them that are not super direct so um, these are all going to be open-ended questions and the goal of these questions is to screen a neutral woman and they also help you polarize her so you're going to take something you care about my thing was always music so i would talk about different types of music if someone only listened to country probably wasn't going to work because how i feel about music so i would just politely exit the conversation if a girl loves jesus and you're not into jesus and you probably just want to politely exit the conversation right like you, she doesn't need to say like you say oh what's my favorite thing in the world to do and she goes oh i love going to church on sunday because blah 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 and you don't go to church on sunday you don't need to leave immediately right there but just know that, hey, this is not a good fit. I need to exit and move on to find someone else, especially like if you're in a nightclub type situation. Um, you know, if you love art exhibits, you have a, a, a specific painter that you like or an author that you like. And you ask a woman what the last book she read was and she gives you like, oh, I haven't read in the last 18 years. That's probably not going to work. Right. The point is, um, these are just some basic examples that being vulnerable with the neutral type of woman, sharing things about yourself, leading the conversation into things that you can be emotional and passionate about are going to polarize her one way or the other or allows you to be like, nah, this is not worth my time and to leave. And a receptive woman is already receptive. And like I just said, we'll talk about that in the tactics um, portions of uh, the next show. So I'm going to read this paragraph out the book because I think this is an important part to drive home is that the percentage of women who are receptive to you will increase proportionally to the quality of your lifestyle, your social status, and your looks. Just is what it is. The percentage of women that you're able to move from neutral to receptive will be proportional to how good your game is, right? Your ability to polarize women and your ability to know that who I am as a person is a good person. I'm not out here doing bad things. You can also carry on a conversation and talk about things that are important to you in a way that are interesting is going to give confidence that you can sift through women quickly. So that way, if you meet a woman and she doesn't fit with you, you don't feel the need to hold on to it because you'll never meet another woman again. Um, and that level of confidence is going to shine through in all your interactions. So we want to use rejection as a tool to uh, not have to deal with women who are unreceptive, um, not deal with women that aren't going to fit with your lifestyle. So get used to it, become friends with it. Uh, this will save you so much time. Once you get good at uh, polarizing and figure out what you like and don't like, this way you're not dating women, spending money on all these dinners, and then you realize that you hated her because, you know, XYZ detail. Um, a little sidebar here. Any dude who only, only experiences rejection is probably not living true to himself. And women can tell when you aren't being true and honest, right? The, least, the less honest you are, uh, high-quality women are not going to respond well to that and they're just going to continue to reject you. You may get lucky with some, you know, pretty drunk girl when you're out drunk later. Well, obviously not super drunk to it's rapey, but you know what I'm talking about. If you're if you're getting rejected all the time, you might want to look at how you're presenting yourself. Are you actually being honest? And this is going to lead us to the three fundamentals of life. Do you live one 
an attractive and enriching lifestyle full of things that you care about. Uh, two is that you need to overcome your fears and anxiety around women. The less nervous you are, the better this is going to be. And a lot of that just comes through experience, getting the reps in. And three, how your ability to communicate and express uh, your emotions uh, with women. Now, that also, that also applies to just regular people and making friends. It doubly applies to women. Okay, so fundamental one, which he calls honest living, which is what I entitled like living an attractive and enriching lifestyle. It's also in the book, but just building a life that you would feel comfortable inviting someone into. Um, honest living directly correlates with the quality of women that you will attract. Uh, the more in tune you are with your lifestyle, if you take care of your parents and your health and actually give a shit and can talk about things passionately um, that you do in your life, the higher quality woman um, that you're going to be able to meet. Now, honest action is about overcoming your fear and anxiety around women. If you see a woman that you're attracted to and would like to get to know, go talk to her, right? The, the more you make doing those actions a habit, the easier they will be going forward. Um, you know when you're being true to yourself, if you should have said something, if you should have done something, especially if it keeps coming back. Um, you never feel bad about the shots you take that miss, but you do remember the shots that you should have taken but didn't. So honest action, the amount of action you're willing to take is going to determine the quantity of women that you can meet and attract. And then honest communication, your ability to polarize women, your willingness to be vulnerable, speak from the heart is going to determine the efficiency, your ability to move women from being neutral to receptive to or going on a date with you. And you know, no one starts from zero here, especially if you're listening to this. And we all have advantages and disadvantages to where we are currently. So some dude with a kick-ass lifestyle is going to be surrounded by high-quality women all the time. But without the ability to communicate or approach them, he's never going to actually date any of them, right? Uh, the man with no fear and anxiety will approach a lot of women. But he probably lacks a lot of social cues and probably can't communicate the way that, you're, that he should. And thusly doesn't go home with a lot of women either either. Um, funnily enough, the guy who can communicate, uh, will do well whenever women approach him because he's got some social awareness, but his uh, opportunities are low because he doesn't bring, uh, women into his life. Okay. So with that, I'm going to call that here for this week's episode. We will pick this back up next week. Um, so next week we'll talk about demographics because this is important. Um, if you're going fishing, you need to go where the fish are, uh, how to be attractive, overcoming anxiety, your intentions, uh, physicality and conversations, and then we'll sort of run through some more things there. So I love you guys. Stay safe and I'll see you next week. Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true t-r-u-e-m-p underscore podcast see you next time